Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome back to another episode of The Beat. This episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com. Use the promo code VATHLETICPOD for some great deals. I'm, of course, Nick Baumgartner, along with Brennan Quinn. Enough of the ads, my man. We've got hoops to talk about today. It's a big day. Brennan double-booked himself this morning. First day of college basketball. He's already off schedule. We had to start early. How you doing, my man? Excited? Let's <laughs> fucking go, brother. How we doing? We're good. Woke We're up good. at woke up at three thirty. Just gag. <laughs> just juiced. I messaged you. Yeah, I sent I, you a Gmail at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was gonna say I was up at uh, about one forty five with um, one of the children. You, I would have gotten yeah. if you uh, <laughs> had sent it a couple hours earlier. But it is that time of year, uh, Brendan's favorite time of year, of course, and for many of you, uh, a fond time of year is college basketball. For real, gets underway now, and you know. As is often the case around here, we have a lot to discuss right away because Michigan State never waits to sort of dip its toe into the water. And then Michigan, of course, going to get started a little later. But both teams have a lot on the plate. Where do, where do you want to start here, man? Like, which uh, which team? I know Michigan State's playing tonight. So I know we wanted to get into some hoops either way. We've got some I, I would too. start with I would start with my feelings, man. I feel okay, yeah, great. let's do that. You know, this is just the best. Everyone is celebrating. Fans coming back. Right. right. Uh, in arenas. I like it's that. gonna be um, it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be great for the players. Yeah, you know, after last year, that you know, every game just felt so sterile and weird. I don't know how many games you saw in person if you went to any. Not in person, just, but I mean, I saw the football games, so it's the same. I'm sure it yeah. sucked. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's there was something about being inside in, in like empty, yeah. vacant kind of airline hangars. I agree. Like that Ford just Field was, was like so. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird, and you have you'd have like the benches trying to like it was depressing drum up fake energy. It was so depressing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just excited, man. And like I, you know, everyone's kind of buzzing on on Twitter and stuff about the beginning of the season. It, it all feels like it feels really genuine. And uh, right before this, I was getting you know I'm, I have to respect the alma mater. <laughs> right before we came on, I'm looking. I'm like, holy shit, who do the Hawks play? They got <laughs> gotta check it out. <laughs> you know they got they got Maryland Eastern Shore tonight at eight o'clock, so I'll be I'll be having the second screen going on ESPN Plus. That's a that's a battle of Hawks versus Hawks, Maryland Eastern Shore <laughs> versus uh, St. Joseph's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawk so uh, yeah, man, I think it's gonna be great. Um, I, uh, and yeah. you know the garden the garden is gonna be yeah. rocking. Right. Tonight. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because I think I've I've sort of. I needed to remind myself of what it felt like when college football started again with the fans because it was a very important day 
mm-hmm. um, for all of us that do this job. And I don't, you know, Colton's going to Madison Square Garden tomorrow. Yeah. Or tonight, I should say. His first trip to the Garden, which is exciting for him. But yeah, I mean, like for when you get to go back and see a real crowd, not not these neutral site games, but I mean, like when you mm-hmm. go when you get to go back for your first Big Ten game, you know, a Michigan-Michigan State game in a real yeah. game, in a real atmosphere, and walk in and see the people, like, I'm excited for you to see that, because that's going to be something that I don't think you even quite, like, yeah, for, I'm sure. for me, when I, you know, when we went back to the stadiums for the first time this year, um, and I think mine was, um, I guess the Lions actually did a scrimmage, and it was like 10,000 mm-hmm. people, that's it, and it was like <laughs> a bullshit scrimmage where they did nothing, right, and there was 10,000 right. people in there, but like, they were jacked up and they were like rocking and rolling and it was like this is kind of cool, you know. And then we go to the I think it was the first college game and yeah, the building's full and it's like okay, you know, for the first ten minutes, all you're doing is just sitting there being like, I remember what this is like and I forgot yeah. what this is like. It is a very different, and I'm excited for the people that are going to be there too because um, and the kids and the coaches and everybody else because like you said, being inside last year was a level of depressing that I don't think if you weren't there. <laughs> You can't quite grasp yeah. because everyone in the building was trying to make it normal. You know what I mean? Like everyone in the building yeah. was trying their best to just act like we weren't in this horrible, awful, terrible situation. And mm-hmm. you don't have to do that anymore. And it's like, that's a pretty big deal. So I'm excited for all you guys to see yeah. that again. Yeah, sure. And it's like, it's everything. It's beyond like the, obviously the atmosphere and the, the, the bands and all that yeah, stuff is right. like, it's so important to what the sport represents. Um, but it's even like the little stuff. Like I, I so like I'm gonna go to. I'll be at Michigan Buffalo tomorrow night, yeah. and then I'll be at Michigan State EMU on on Friday. And like, look, there might be scenarios where I'm, I I don't know if I'm actually writing about those games. You know what I mean? But I'm going because I need I need to go. Need to go. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? And a lot of it is is for like the little stuff. Like you know me. Like I like to get to a game mm-hmm. two hours ninety minutes early. And go down and just sit at the court, right? And just I have conversations with people, and I yeah. talk to people, and you know, and it's just kind of that reopen lines of communication, and, and kind of um, get that access again, and get that um, you know feel like uh, there isn't just this massive wall, this massive divide between yeah, program not, and right. and reporter, right. you know, and that's because that was really hard. It was it's really hard in terms from everything generating story ideas to you know feeling like you have a real grasp of what's going on, you know, inside the program that you're yeah. kind of charged with covering. Um, like that's, and, and you, you know, these people, well, that's what I mean. You know? Yeah. It's like, there, there are people that you know, like, to, like, to, yeah, like, yeah right. tomorrow night. Right. So tomorrow night I'll be down courtside, you know, I, I, I've been, probably had a face-to-face conversation with Martelli in God right. knows how long. Exactly. I haven't had a face-to-face conversation with John Sanderson in God knows how long. You know, like yeah. guys who who you've known for a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, like all that, all every last thing, all watching the, yeah. the fans come in, watching, watching the, the student fans. section, yeah, right. watching that student section fill up, watching and everyone getting react. gassed up. Yeah, to a shot. You know, <laughs> seeing the players' that. families, like being able to kind of enjoy themselves in a way different atmosphere than last year. Um, you know, the... the being able to hear refs get shit when that's the calls are was, terrible. Yeah, that's what it was for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like all the, all the little stuff. It was like all the little yeah. things came back that you were like being able to hear people react to a bullshit call. Being able to hear mm-hmm. like people react to something on the on the uh, screen, you know, like the music playing or whatever. Like, Because that's another thing. Like it did. It really did 
flood me back when we first started the football season to like what it was like at the very beginning of 2020, where you're like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't do this. Like, I remember, yeah, you go in for the first time and you're like, okay, this isn't going to be bad, right? We're going to make this work. <laughs> and then like one quarter goes by and you're like, what the fuck are we doing here? This is the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. But now you're back yep. and it's like, it, what it does though really is it feels like a real season. It feels like a real, real games, a real, and not that last year wasn't, but like, this felt, you know, it's going to feel like a real season and a real everything again. And, you know, that's just good for everyone involved. Because I think it, you know, especially for the players, you can tell. that's That was what struck me. I could just tell in the college arena anyway, like, the kids just felt more at home. Like, they felt like this was what they were, this is what I came mm-hmm. here to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This feels normal. It feels real. You know, and last year it never did. And, you know, it's exciting to be able to see them go out there and, run around in front of fans again and, and just have a, yeah. have a regular I mean, it's experience, wild. you know? Yeah. It, it's wild when you look at, especially like for the sophomores. They've never done it. Yeah, exactly. Who've never done it. You right. know, like Hunter Dickinson, who should be you yeah. know, the big man on campus over there, is finally no going to get a him. home game. You know? Exactly. That's going to be really, really cool. And and the, and the older guys, too. You know, a guy like, like Eli Brooks, you know, who's played his whole yeah. tenure, you know, at Michigan and is now in his fifth year. Um and gets to kind of see everything come back again. Yeah. Um, a guy right. like um, Devontae Jones, right? He played played at Coastal Carolina for three years, then played in an empty gym next year. Now, tomorrow night, he's going to walk on the court as a starting point guard for Michigan right. in front of 12,000 people, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. it's just wild. So, yeah, all that's great. Um, but let's get into it, man. Yeah, let's get I into am, it. Uh, we got, I'm uh, juiced. Michigan State, Kansas tomorrow. We'll start there with Michigan State, and then we'll get into Michigan here. Tonight, uh, baby. Sorry, tonight. Tonight. This Tuesday. <laughs> um, Michigan State, Kansas, of course, the Spartans last year, last year's last year was a different year and everything else. But as we've talked about, um, a lot uh, a lot to sort of, I don't know if prove is the right word, but it feels like a lot to maybe recenter for Michigan State as they're sort of, yeah. they've reshuffled some things. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this one going into this game? And I know this is always a weird time of year for Izzo's teams, but like, this does feel a little different. This doesn't feel not just because of COVID and everything else, but they're coming off a weird year for them. So, right. sort of, what's your sort of feel here? Is there and it's and it's always like you know for this for the the Champions Classic games, you always put so much weight on them just because they're so. Well, you want to see the guts of the team, you know, like what right, they have, yeah. right, and it's just and it's the matchup, and it's you know right. these are teams that have Final Four aspirations and things like that. So to see them play in the opening game, you always want to you. Know, analyze it way more than you would any other non-conference game and you consider it way more than any non-conference game right in reality it's, it's yeah, one right. game yeah, right. that you know when at the end of the year it's no one's really putting that much weight on on what happens in this game however a lot can be revealed about michigan state tonight yeah um and it is across the board so you know just going obviously i broke down the game with dylan yesterday but you know, kind of going piece by piece through Michigan State specifically and kind of talking more about them and less about Kansas, mm-hmm. per se. Like, getting to see Tyson Walker tonight right. is just... You'll know. <laughs> like, you're going to have an idea tonight whether... You, like, he he might not have an amazing game, yeah. right? But, like, if he is swimming in the deep end and you're just like, I don't see it. In a, I don't see this guy in a month becoming, right. you know... Like, yeah. that's That's an issue. Yeah. Or if he comes out and he's really steady, you're like, okay, that's something to build on. If he comes out and he's good, well, now you're like, all right, right. They they might really have something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, you see this guy against Kansas, 
at Madison Square Garden in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> like, right. We're going to have an idea if this guy's got serious game, right? Yeah. So let's let's find out. This is kind of the crazy part of these up transfers. Like, well, yeah. An all-conference college basketball player last year. One of the best players in his league. One of the hottest point guards in the transfer portal. Kansas wanted him. Mm-hmm. Michigan State wanted him, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, now let's see. We're going to find out. And <laughs> I feel right like this there. is... This is sort of the beauty of, um, you know, one of these situations for Michigan State because they always have these games right off the shoot where you're just like, I have no idea what the hell this team is. They mm-hmm. don't even know each other. They barely practiced, and we're just going to find out. And, I, you know, over the years we know why Izzo does this. And it's not just because, you know, I want to see whatever. He's trying to find out if these guys have any balls. Like, do you have any – like, who has sure. stones on this team? Who's going to flinch? Who's going to piss down their pants? And who's not? And, like, I think that's what you're saying when you're looking at a point guard like this. It's like, hey, is this – what you're looking for, I think, in a game like this is, can he, like, reasonably, yeah, can he reasonably hang at this level of competition on this stage? And I think that's really all you're looking for, right? I mean, it's like, is he going to be able yeah. to function in these moments like he would normally function? And if he can, then I think that's, a, even if it's sloppy, it's like a, it'd be a bright spot going forward. Because if he can sort of play on this level, you can yeah. work with that. Like, it, it, it's the basic <clears throat> stuff of, like, just being able to run up, run ball screens. Exactly. Offense, right, and, yeah. and making good decisions and creating things. Just don't and being get lost. Yeah, a formidable option at point guard. Like they right. didn't have a point guard last year. Right. It's it's pretty goddamn hard to play. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, right. Without a point guard, so <laughs> you know. And if it's not, you know, and if and if he is great, if he's good, amazing. That's yeah. you know going to be a huge boost. And if he's not, then you oh shit. Right, right. AJ AJ Hogard. Right. Okay. I think we have an idea what he is. Mm-hmm. I think you have an idea what his ceiling probably is. He's going to be. He could be a serviceable guy. I just don't know if, as a sophomore, he is taking any kind of massive step forward to be a guy. Yeah. Who is give him the ball, let him go for thirty two minutes a game. I just don't see that. Like I, I, I you need to see something out of Tyson Wall. Yeah, it's really um, what it's like. Are you going to be an adult here? Are you going to be a grown? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be a grown up? point guard are you not going to turn the ball over in careless situations and are you just going to be able to get us in and out I think that's kind of what you're looking for right and it's not yeah you're not looking for him to take a game over you're not looking for him to make six winning plays it's just like hey don't fuck us here you know what I mean and I think we can work with that it it, because the residuals of it yeah it's not just about him it's about everybody that's what I mean right right Joey Hauser is kind of useless unless you have him with a really good point guard right who, who like like so many people were high on Hauser after his redshirt year because we watched him in practice yeah. with Cassius Winston. And he looked pretty good. So all he was doing <laughs> was just running ball screens, roll reverse, or, uh, huh. roll replace, yeah. hitting threes, like wide open shots set up by the best point <coughs> guard in the country. And then you put him out there last year, and he's with no Rocket Watts, Foster yeah. Lawyer, AJ Hogarth. Like, oh, okay, well, what's the point of having Joey Hauser? Right? This doesn't make sense. So, like. Uh. Walker being good is good for Hauser. Walker being good is good for your shooters on the wings. Mm-hmm. Gabe Brown, Max Christie. These are dudes that can toe the line, right, yeah. and hit threes. But you need someone who can get into the teeth of a defense, collapse, draw defenders, kick passes, right, have his head on a swivel, do all these things. Um, so, yeah, and and just basic ball movement. I mean, watching Michigan State last year was so it's hard, arduous. Right? Yeah arduous um where you know if they can just get someone who can kind of start ring dialing things up again um when they're in any kind of half court set 
that's it's crucial. So um, between so well, that's enough on on the point guard because there's there's a lot more here. Like when you look at the five spot, I need to be convinced this isn't just going to be the same exact thing that it was last year. Mm-hmm. And you, right. you, everyone can keep telling me Marcus Bingham is ready to roll. Yeah, that but... that the light has come on and he has figured out that he is ready to be this thing. The graveyard we'll of the see. light has come on, guys. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll yeah, see. Right. I, I, maybe. And you yeah. know, maybe Joyce Marbles ready to take a step forward. But, you know, there's if they're not, there's we're gonna be having the conversation again in December of like why didn't they get a five in the transfer portal? Why didn't yeah. isn't this position addressed? Which doesn't make for a program like Michigan State, which has thrived with bigs, which has produced some of the best bigs, um yeah, how is this still kind of the conversation here? You know, right? Um, this these rotating, um, this kind of carousel that's been going on there of five minutes of this, five minutes of that. You know, like you hope it's Bingham because everything's there, the pieces are all there. Well, yeah, it's time. But it's can yeah. there can there be twenty four minutes now or never? It feels like of sustained good decision making. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just you can't chuck a three. You can't miss a ball screen. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't get lost. Just play basketball, man. Yep. Dunk the ball, <laughs> block shots, get rebounds, throw the ball to a guard after you get the rebound and sprint down court. Yeah, that's it. Right. That's it, man. And <laughs> and they can survive with that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> I know. I'm going to ask you. I want to ask you about um, Izzo here while we're on this topic because that reminded mm-hmm. me of. All of this really has. Um, you know, he's obviously a different coach than your average coach um, with the way he sort of interacts with his team. I think we were talking a couple weeks ago when you were talking about one of the stories you did, or at least the one story you did when you followed Tom and you're in the locker room with him before the Michigan game. They didn't have that sort of like, I mean, they did, but they didn't have that connection that they always have last year, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't what it always is. And I would, I would, you know, knowing... Enough about this situation over the years. I would guess that Tom Izzo is probably like I didn't. I did not have a pretty good grasp of where my guys were last year. Yeah, because he yeah. probably he I, just I, wasn't I, able everything to get felt it. Sh- everything felt strained, strained. Like and, I, and everything was it was microwave. It, it might it, it might have been a strained year as it was, <clears throat> and then you put COVID on top of it, yeah. and they had a they had a bout of it. Yes, you know, right. I mean, people forget last year started with Izzo with COVID. getting COVID yeah, the week right. before this. Right. Two weeks before the season started, right? Yeah. Um, like, it was a really hard year yeah. on everybody. And that goes, that's right down the line. Through, right. through the staff, you know, mm-hmm. Stevens, Garland. Like, guys had really hard, hard years, years. Yeah. On, per, on the personal side of things. And 
and everything was just constantly and it was compa- like everything has just been that way for a while and it was yeah. it was from the previous year right it was from what happened with Cassius Cassius is still through, yeah, through right. the way through the way that that year ended right through that offseason right into last year there's just been so much and you you hope um you know for for Michigan State's sake that tonight is kind of a reset well, that's like, what, yeah. all right that's in the past right now everything forward yeah. and you know the staff's been shuffled there's new faces there's there's uh new new ideas there's some new bodies there's there's fresh talent a guy like Max Christie walking in uber talented yeah probably the best overall basketball player on the team yeah new guy yeah fresh blood um Jade Nakins spark plug guy like this guy really you're player. gonna you're yeah. gonna love watching Akins play yeah he's one of the few options they have of a guy who will get the ball and he will go he will dribble and will attack the shit out of the basket like he's got eyes on the rim he is gonna be a son of a bitch <laughs> for a while here and he's gonna be fun to watch so um you know a lot of newness is good and much needed. It is, and this, I think that for this team and a new point guard on top of it. So much and so much too about Izzo is like I feel like what makes them go and what gets them out of the funks that other teams can't get out of is sort of his ability, um, uniquely so, to just sit with a guy and unpack whatever's going on with his life and you know sort of get to the bottom of that. And I feel like I don't know this, but just looking at last year on the outside, look, that was impossible, right? I imagine. Those moments just could not happen for all the COVID reasons and everything else. And I know you've talked to Tom probably many times more than you probably wanted yeah. to over the I last mean, there year. Were a lot of, but that frustration, there were a lot of disconnects yeah, right, though. And it mean. all, it, a lot of it went from and personnel him, to just that never happens, right? So I imagine yeah. this was a pretty yeah. Like so, talk about that whole thing and kind of how you what 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 your sort of I yeah for times here as as strained as it looked on the court mm-hmm. at times. I think was about as strained as it was internally. It had to have between been. the relationships and and um, you know I don't look. It's not rock. It's this is not just a it's just a natural difficult to imagine yeah, the right. fact that like a guy like Rocket Watts. Like I didn't know if that guy. I didn't know if he was coming back after Christmas last year. Yeah, right. You know, Tom I mean? probably didn't and, either. <laughs> right, and, and you know, like. The way that that year was spelling out, like transfer was on the table. People were talking about him transferring in January. Like I was, it was like that for everybody. Yeah, happening about that, you know, and you know, Aaron Henry kind of being in this impossible position of being asked to do everything on a team that really wasn't functioning, and now he's kind of playing out of positions. Meanwhile, he came back yeah. for that year. Right, you Could know, he 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 wanted to leave after his sophomore year and. And go into the draft and, and kind of chase that. And he opted to come back to be able to expand his game and do this and do that. And he never really... It didn't work, yeah. It, it just never really formulated, right? Mm-hmm. So, you want to talk about strain and stress? How much, Was anyone happy no, in that that's program what I mean. last year? Yeah. I don't think so. Felt right? like Michigan football so, in, a, in a two degree. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's a good point. And, and I think just a, a different energy... Yeah. around that place. Like, I wonder how much this starts to kind of look like. That's what I'm thinking. Again, yeah, right. You know, and and it goes from everything from the way that um, those relationships exist to the way that they play. Yeah. Like this team to the way they like, play exactly. Yeah. Like go, getting out and running again and getting out and scoring. You know, buckets in transition, feeding off the of, crowd. You know, stuff like that. Feed, yeah, feeding off the crowd and like yeah, there's nothing worse than floor slapping in an empty gym. <laughs> 
Mike, Can't like, my God, like, <laughs> oh, if we never have to see that stuff again, right? Like, floor slapping an empty gym, like the, uh, you know, the hype video in the empty gym, like, oh, uh-huh. my God, please don't So do bad. That. So, so, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Like, I think that I kind of half expect Izzo to sort of walk out on the court tonight and just start, like, sobbing at the National Anthem. With, uh, all, with all the, seeing all the people in the crowd, you know, there's going to be, yep, yep. the band's going to be playing the fight song. Like, I mean, I, I got that sense, you know, when Austin and I wrote that story about Michigan football in the summer, um, you know, mm-hmm. and all the changes they went through, you know, and when we started getting ready to talk about all this, I, uh, I, I just, I look at Izzo and Michigan State basketball in almost the same way that I did Harbaugh and football with not everything, but just the way that, they operate with the guys, with the players. Like they're not; those coaches are not going to be at their best unless they can get like in a room with a guy and sit down and talk to the kid for four hours if they have to. Lock the door, right. sit in there, and you can't do that in COVID. And like that's college athletics. Like that—that that is so much about what the sport is. And to not have that really did make it feel like, and I, I know we're probably on a tangent, whatever, I don't care because it's back now, but like <laughs> that, it didn't feel like college basketball just in the same way that it didn't mm-hmm. feel like college football. And Izzo is college basketball in a lot of, you know, around here he is. And like to be able to see a guy like that be back in his element, whether you like them or not, I think is, is one of those moments that's pretty cool. And I think that, that that's something that everyone will get to see again. I'm excited for that because I, I forgot what that was like when football started again. And it was only a couple months ago, but like to have that again with college basketball, and then to have it yeah. again later in the year to know that the tournament, and I know there were fans there last year, and but it's not the same. You know, to have all these yes. things on the table again um, is pretty cool because it's just not the same sport. These are not the same sports without the people. You know, and um, mm-hmm. pretty neat stuff. Yeah, like I didn't have too much difficulty watching the NBA. Like, no, it was pretty you know, like, NFL. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. fine. It yeah. was fine. Got you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, college basketball, it just, didn't just wasn't work. the same. Um, you know. So, and and the good part, especially, is that with this game being at seven, yeah. you can watch this game and get your fill of returning to college basketball, and then turn it off before the Duke Kentucky game in the nightcap, which is going to be a <laughs> nauseating display of Coach K. It's going to seem like a, a wake. It's going to be oh brutal. god, that's right. It's going to be. Brutal. Well, any, but, I mean, I'll, anything I'll to, still watch it, obviously. Anything Jesus. to take the uh, focus off of uh, the Kentucky player who uh, his NI. Did you see this yesterday? His NIL foundation is now tax exempt with the government, so he doesn't have to report taxes. <laughs> there's a there's a big move. I want to know the lawyer in Lexington that came up with that. It's probably Cal's lawyer. Uh, Cal Perry's probably been doing the same bullshit for fifty years. I don't have to pay taxes. I donate ten percent. Anyway, on to, on to Michigan here. We've talked a little Michigan State. Michigan will start the season. <laughs> Excuse me, in a little less of a um, action-packed way, of course, but not really because there's a ton of talent on this team uh, and a ton of players, as we all saw in the uh, or some folks saw in the opener there or the exhibition opener, I should say, last Friday with Wayne State, Michigan. A ton of stuff, man. Like a lot of new, but a lot of familiar, but sure. also a lot of new. And I think that that's where I wanted to talk to you here, like. Some of the new faces here that people are going to see this year at, uh, on Michigan's roster, like I know that we talked about when Juwan Howard got here, the talent level was going to go up, right? And it did. Mm-hmm. You know, Dickinson is different. You know, we haven't really seen a guy like that. I feel like this is going to be something like uh, the the dudes they're bringing in now here um, feels <laughs> a little bit different. So I guess just sort of set the table about 
what we're going to see. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, and it's kind of wild because in a normal this well, feels normal like year, but yeah. in other years, you know, when you see a class like this, you would be kind of playing out scenarios of you know a Kobe Buffkin yeah. having a major role, right? Just That's based what I mean. On Being his like recruiting a- <laughs> profile coming in, I, a guy like Freddie Collins, yeah. you're like whoa, or Frank, for, Frankie, sorry, Frankie yeah. Collins. You'd have this like, oh man, look at his recruiting ranking. He's going to play a lot. Like, starter, some of these guys aren't yeah. even going to play that much. <laughs> you know, right? Like, it's right. it's uh, they, they got uh, just loads of talent, and this whole you know bring in the grad transfer point guard move. Um, I don't know if this is if this is like intentionally the model. It has you know? to be now. I think it is. But if it works again. Then you probably just stick with this. Just I think <laughs> this so. this can work, you know. Um, you got to hit know, it you, right. But yeah, some, right. Some, some potential uh, point guards who you might be recruiting might get a little <laughs> turned off after a while. But um, like, if it works, it works. Right. So, but yeah, to your to your point though, um, guys like guys like uh, Caleb Houston and and Musa Diabate who are you know lottery. <laughs> Lottery pick level talents um, being injected into a roster with the stable, like stable kind of bookend type pieces, mm-hmm. like Dickinson and Eli Brooks, right? Yeah. And that's taking out Devonte Jones, who I, you know I think will be fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of a Tyson Walker like scenario, right? A big time up transfer. You have to see what he can do before you 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 know have major yeah. confidence in what this team can be, but. Eli Brooks and Hunter Dickinson, pretty good. They're all American starting posts, yeah, right? right? Yeah, for right. for um for a for a college basketball all American now, starters. Yeah. Now you put I don't know if Eli Brooks is an all American, but Eli enough. Brooks is going close. He's enough. going to be you know an honorable mention all conference guy and be one of the best defensive guards in the league, and he's going to make senior point guard sixty three pointer. You yeah. know, like whatever. Um. So yeah, that's. This is the difference of this version of Michigan basketball is right. that you're just you're just you can have some older guys and then you're just now bringing in McDonald's all Americans and putting them around them and it's not the the crazy thing is that you just don't see this I was in say, the yeah. Big Ten right really it, it's really the league where this is kind of going to be an outlier thing if this is how it looks because um, the Big Ten just really do, you know. Michigan State will bring in one here and there. Right. Indiana will bring in one here and there. And now Michigan is just bringing in carloads of McDonald's <laughs> All-Americans. Um, it's you, Your talent level is just going to be, you're always going to have a gap. And, yeah. you know, the staff has proven it can coach. Now they got the talent. They've got an All-American at the five. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be having, you know, Final Four yeah. hopes and dreams if you're in Ann Arbor. You've got an All-American at the five, and you've got this young man, uh, Mr. Diabate. How do I pronounce Moose's name here? Musa, Musa Diabate. Okay, so tell me about uh, Moose here, because this kid looks... Oh, is that your... Oh, I like the nickname. But that's what, that that's what I heard. It. I heard um, Ed Kongersky call him Moose on one of his... Moose? One of his things. Okay. And I saw on the uh, pronunciation chart, Musa... That's how you say it. That's yes. why I wanted to say his name. Yes. Moose seems like a pretty good name for a guy who's eight <laughs> foot tall and can run like this. Like, I watched a couple of clips of this kid, and I wanted to kind of get... I know you wrote a big story on him, and if people haven't read that, go check that out. But, like, this is yeah. a pretty special, <laughs> a pretty unique 
looking player here. Um, what are your sort of expectations, I guess, realistically for a year like this, or do you even know? And I mean, like, what, no, what does this guy do on, for this team? I mean, where does he fit? Yeah, I mean, based on his size and his skill set, I think you can have a kind of baseline of what they can get out of this guy mm -hmm. this year. Um, and it's funny you call him Moose because I just went to Yellowstone Park and I was really hoping to see, <laughs> to one, see and one. I didn't, so well, I'll just go to Chrysler tomorrow night. Game, yeah, right. um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, based on his length, athleticism, yeah. size, he's he's a game changer defensively. Um, not only the fact that he can you know play at the rim, defend the rim, be a potentially elite um, shot blocker. Um, not potentially, he, he, he will should be, be an yeah, elite right. shot blocker. Uh, but he can also kind of get out and, and switch one through five. And they're going to use him that way. And he gives them versatility in the front court that just few programs can, can imagine yeah, having. Now, he's not, he's not going to, you know, when he's at the four playing alongside Dickinson, you know, he's not exactly a shooter who can kind of stretch you out and be that stretch four. If you're a defense, you kind of, you give him that. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, he can just be dynamic. Um in terms of when the ball gets into his hands, it could be a wild ass turnover. Yeah. Or it could be a wild ass <laughs> go dunk on some right. poor yeah. bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but the fact that he can give you minutes at the four, he can give you minutes at the five. Um, you know, the whole, the, the death scenario of in a big game, Hunter Dickinson picks, gets in foul trouble. Yeah. Michigan's screwed. Right. Well, no, not, not anymore. Yeah, right. Diabate can play the five. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's fine. And and Brandon Johns is still going to be your starting four. Right. Um, and so you you can kind of use this guy as this, you know, Swiss Army knife kind of down there. And that's just a, an enormous commodity. But I don't think there's any reason to not think that he can't walk in the door and be a, a defensive game changer, an elite shot blocker, a very good rebounder, very good offensive rebounder, um, and yeah, I mean he's. This he's is one of play. these. Yeah, this is one of these guys that you're just gonna. We don't know. I don't think that you fully know what what could be until. Yeah, you like see I don't it, you know, know like, if he's the. I, if he's I mean a that in a good way. I mean that in a really lottery good way. pick next year. I don't yeah, know because but, like it could be something crazy. You just don't know, mm -hmm. and it's one of those. It reminds me. It's not the same guy, but it reminds me of um, when Mitch McGarry came here, and it was like. You don't know what it could be. He could be, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to depend on some things. But, like, if it clicks and, you know, a couple things go right, this could be something that you've never really seen before, right? Like, I mean, that's sure. this is what it feels like with a talent like this because, I mean, you look at the roster and there's just not a lot of stuff that you're like, boy, they're missing this or they don't have that or they don't have right. this. So I would ask you, and that all that said, because they've got a couple guys on this team that I think you could say that about, like, Houston, you know, I don't know what he could – he could be, <laughs> like, one of the best players yeah. in, the, in the country. I have no idea. For sure. So – Yeah, he's, he's on the Naismith watch right. list. So, and, so I would ask you this. <laughs> right. I know that it's early and it's November, but whatever. I don't care. We didn't have a real season last year. What mm -hmm. What's the uh, what's the expectation here for this group? Because when I'm looking at him from the outside looking in, this looks like a Final Four or I don't know – I mean, you can't say that about a team because it's it's hard to do that. But, yeah, but this like, this has got to be what the level is at. I assume the whole year, or they're going to be disappointed. Like just in terms of day to day, like we need to be mm -hmm. playing at that level, competing at that so, level. So yes, I think talent wise, and you look at the roster that yes, you you are thinking about a Big Ten championship all year, and the final yeah. and the final weekend, right? Yeah. Playing on Monday is the goal. Yeah. So um, that's that's all well and good. 
And then you also have to stop yourself and say this team, this program, mm-hmm. not the, not the team, the program, program loses Franz Wagner, who is currently fucking a beast <laughs> yeah. in the NBA. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so much of what he did, actually, you know what? This goes for all these guys. So say all of them, right? Franz, Shawnee Brown, Isaiah Livers, yeah, and Mike Smith. Huge, um, huge guys. That's yeah. it is talent. Age, Pillars. experience, yeah. leadership, right. responsible. Like you were talking about adults earlier. Those guys were like adults. Yeah, losing livers you know is what like I mean? losing Cassius Winston. It's the same thing. You know, like, I, I don't know if I'd say From the same thing. From a locker room because, standpoint, I think that's very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the notion of like losing all of that and just being like, whoop, pick things up <laughs> right. and keep that's, rocking and rolling. That's what Pretty I mean. goddamn hard. hard Pretty goddamn hard. So it's like you, you have to slow your stroll a little bit, but yeah, like the talent is the talent. Mm-hmm. If if they didn't bring back Eli Brooks, right? I think that would you'd start to really dial things down. But the fact that like you know what Eli Brooks is, mm-hmm. like, you know at minimum if he does exactly what he does like exactly. last year, yeah, right? Pretty damn good, man. And Hunter Dickinson is Hunter Dickinson, and I don't care if he can't score with his right hand or if he can't shoot threes. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Still going to be basically an all like, right. first team. All can be pretty good. Guy. Yeah, right. Pretty damn good. Okay, <laughs> so you know he doesn't need to turn into goddamn Hakeem Olajuwon, dream shaking and shit. Like if he just bullies dudes because he's seven one, yeah. two hundred and sixty five pounds, whatever. Good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And if he loses to Kofi Coburn, so be it. You can still go fifteen and five in the league, right? Right. right. Pretty damn good. So, um, yeah, there's like the to to borrow one of Dylan's expressions, like the floor is high for it, this. It team. seems like it, yeah. You know, right? Yeah. So, like, I I don't I I just don't really see scenarios where like they just suck. Yeah, they're just or, they're or they just don't remotely live up to potential. It, like, I just don't see that happening. It does feel like this is a little different in that there should be a baseline level of expectation of, like, there's too much talent here to, you know, mm-hmm. at a level of, like, if we're seeing it slough to a point, right, where it's like, that's... And I think that that's a little different for Juwan entering this year, where it's like you said, you're losing leadership, and you're also, like, mm-hmm. you're going to deal with expectations now that you have never dealt with. And, you know, that's really the, another layer here, I guess... Right. As it goes forward that we don't know the answer to, but that's another thing, I guess, to watch. Like, look at it this way, right? If, let's say, Kobe Bufkin, mm-hmm. Isaiah Barnes were at most other Big Ten programs, they're probably playing 20 Yeah, they're minutes, starting and, yeah, right. Maybe more, mm-hmm. right. Might Maybe starting, whatever. They're like the eighth and ninth guys. right. At Michigan right now, so like that's the talent level. It's crazy. It is a lot, and I think so. that the, the thing that gives them the best shot here is that you've got. And I think I said this, and I caught myself when I was saying it. Like the expectations and pressure. Juwan Howard has seen every expectation and pressure any human being could ever see on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. So like every time I tell myself that, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, this guy did play on the Fab Five for fuck's sake. Right. I think he knows right. what pressure looks like. So. And has and has also learned a lot as right. a coach, yeah. right? Like oh, I would imagine knowing Juwan, yeah. um, or at least not, I don't pretend to know him, but, but like, knowing him, yeah. how he operates and how he kind of conducts his business, like that. And I would love to have that conversation about it. Like him going back and deconstructing that UCLA game as a coach yeah. who was coaching 
in his first mm-hmm. uh, Elite Eight, right? right? right, right, right. And, and, and like crawling into his brain and being like, as a coach, I wish I had done yeah. A, B, C, D. These things that you, you know, you build this experience and you, un- you, you understand it more and more and more the more you do it. Right. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he's a third year head coach. Yeah. He's going into his third year. Right, so right. he's going to get better. I, I think, think he's so. going to become a better head coach. Yeah. Um, as And he's already been wildly successful through two through uh, two full seasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton to like here. Could it go bad? Could there be, you know, I don't – like if, if – if, I, I've done this exercise, right, where you, you you play out the scenarios of this team underperforming. It's not impossible to get there. Yeah. Right? Devontae Jones might not be good. Okay, yeah, we'll no, see. Right, exactly. He, he could be. I mean, he's going to give them great defensive play. He's going to give them great length on the defensive end. But, like, we still need to see him run ball screen offense. And you don't just replace Mike Smith. And Mike Smith was a 44% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Devontae Jones, not known as a shooter. Yeah. We'll see. You know, he can make them, but we'll see if you have to respect him, right? We'll see if right. Big Ten teams have to respect him or if it can kind of be used against, if his shooting could be used against Michigan's offense, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, Caleb Houston, mm. is he, is he a guy who... He looks pretty good. Is, you know, what is... But what are the ups and downs going to look like? That's what, yeah. Like, right. how, how many two for 11 games? There you go. Like, going the to bad stretches. He's, he's going yeah. sh- to shoot and shoot and <clears throat> Yeah, right. I don't think he's like, going to stop. He, he is a, he is a NBA <laughs> right. Volume level shooter. shooter. I talk, um, about his, uh, when he committed... Mm-hmm. Um, and and going through and just you know watching him, you're just like, oh my lord, like this guy. First of all, like they barely need him because, <laughs> um, you know, his he was basically playing on a high school team at Mount at Mount Verde. Yeah. Um, but the uh, you're just watching him play. And you're just like, oh my god. I mean, this guy's clearly going yeah, to be right. probably a, a lottery pick, right. and he's projected as a top ten pick. But then talking to his coach. Um, why am I blanking on that? Kevin Boyle? Is that that right? sounds right. Kevin Montverde. Like it. Yeah, it's I, I haven't been. I haven't Kevin been Boyle was hours. the yeah. <laughs> um, so that sounds but right. But when we were talking, he's like, "Here's the difference. Like a lot of kids can come out and make threes. Yeah, he's like the thing about Caleb is the reason the scouts love him is he can shoot going to his left, yeah, off the going to his yeah. right." With his seat, with his feet set, with Jeez. his feet not set, coming off a screen, coming off the bounce, running in transition. Like he's just, he's just one of these guys who gets his shoulders squared, no matter just what. Throw it up wherever, and, and yeah. it is just a, it is just a feathery, mm-hmm. very pretty shot. Yeah. So, you know, it, we've theorized like he's gonna probably be the second highest usage player on this team. I would think so. Um, and and we'd almost say, yeah, know, I mean, it makes sense. But, you know, an interesting comparison is um, if you look at, uh, and I know I'm repeating myself on this. I don't know if I said it on this podcast or the other one, but like Duncan Robinson's first year Mm -hmm. at Michigan, he came out of the gates and was just unconscious. I remember it was just outrageous. Shooting like 65%. Yeah. The first half of that year. People were like, holy shit, this guy's never going to miss. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, right, exactly. And then he did. And it was amazing. And then <laughs> he started missing. And then his the second half of the year. 
Yeah, it was terrible. He couldn't he hit anything. He shot like yeah. 33%, <laughs> you know, and, and he was still putting up those shots. But, like, that's kind of – so, look, Caleb Houston as a freshman is better than Duncan Robinson was as, as a first-year player at Michigan, without a doubt. So, I'm just I'm just saying as in, – in, using that as kind of a proxy of when you're relying on jump shooting, right? Yeah. So, we'll see. But, I mean, he could be he could be incredible. He could be an All-American caliber I, guy. Yeah. Um, like but he's also a freshman. Right. So if you want to get into that that idea of, you know, talking people down. That's what, yeah, it's a little bit, a lot. You know, okay, okay, well, you know, maybe if you're banking on that, that's that's something that doesn't that doesn't go. Or you get an injury or whatever it may be. Or, you know, maybe in, later in the year you say, man, it would be really good if this team had some, you know, more experienced depth uh, at the guard positions. And they don't have it because these other freshmen just aren't kind of ready. Like, it's not impossible, right? So, uh I, th- and, I think the thing yeah, to remember with Michigan is that you've got a group of a bunch of really high achievers or, you know, guys mm-hmm. that are going to be, they're young. A lot of them are super young. There's going to be a mental component um, to that team that Jawan and the staff are going to have to sort of navigate that we, we haven't really seen yet or whatever, because when you have a bunch of kids that talented um, that are all capable you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's going to be mental ups and downs of, of youth. Well, like, yeah, and it's, I mean, are, yes, and they yeah. and, and they have experience, but still, you know, you know but they also have right. ten scholarship players who are freshmen. Exactly. And sophomores. Yeah, and it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to be a, it's right. going to be ups and downs, and that's where it's important though, because you have a guy like Eli. That's why I say I I think a guy like Eli Brooks is an All American because of what he gives you, what mm-hmm. he gives you in that in that area of you know off the court being able to take a guy aside like a Houston or a, one of these kids who's just he's going to be in the lottery at some point but like right now he's not there and he's got to calm down right like those are the moments that I think mm-hmm. oftentimes make or break teams like this and I'm curious to see sort of how that how that goes we do have questions today I know you've got uh, you're up yep. against the gun so let's get some of these questions uh in here um, oh yeah, Joe B uh, gets gets into Devonte Jones. Is Devonte if Devonte Jones plays at a borderline All Conference level, how far does Michigan go, and does it become the norm to pair grad transfer with a freshman point guard uh, from here on out? And I think that that's that latter part is as interesting as the first part for me. So I want you to answer both. Like, yeah, what, yeah. I mean, I think we got into it already on, yeah. on Devonte. And if, if look, if he's an All Conference guard, well, shit, that you, it's you, Illinois. Uh, probably going at it, maybe Purdue going at it again for right. the conference championship. Like I think it's, I think those three are going to kind of beat the piss out of each other either way, right? Sounds like it. Um, but if if Devontae Jones is that good, then they might be a caliber above those two. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we'll see. I mean, that's kind of I, I don't know. Now, the, but the formula here, though, the the, the, yeah. the formula is an inter- That's the interesting question, though, because yeah. you you know you got a guy like Frankie Collins, right? Who in theory, is he's looking at next year as, okay, well, now I, I get the keys next year, right? Yeah. That's why I came here. It's like a quarterback um, all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm sure uh, Zeb Jackson was thinking the same way <laughs> right. around this time, you know, uh, it, earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, and suddenly he's not very much in the rotation picture. Yeah. Uh, and, and is, you know, they talked about, well, okay, I don't know if he's a point guard, maybe move him off the ball a little bit more, kind of use him as a shooter. We'll see. But... Yeah, I mean, if it works again, um, it, a lot of it depends on who comes available and if they want him. Yeah, right. Right? Um, but, yeah, if they go two for two, suddenly this has to be a destination spot if you are Joe Blow at 
whoever's the point guard of Maryland Eastern Shore yeah. who's going to torch yeah. the, the Hawks tonight, you know, your, at, the, at the end of the year. Your Yale's he point guard. Conf- yeah, right. Yeah. Conference player of the year. And he wants to go uh, go play in the Big Ten. Michigan would look pretty damn attractive. Maryland so. Eastern Shore. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus. The, these poor coaches the, uh, at these. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like God. you look at uh, that's a great point. It I mean, is. Like, it's a guy, just... a guy like Bill Cohen, who's God the head coach it. at Northeastern, who like a lot of people consider like one of the good guys in, in college basketball. He has this dude, Tyson Walker. Brutal like, man. Just these like, are the guys. The these, these coaches are killing themselves yeah. for because you're like you know this is the this this wins you a conference. This gets you into the the NCAA tournament, and then the dude just like bye yeah. going to Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. <laughs> so, See ya. And you can't blame the kid. No, no. You know if Michigan State him, tried to know? hire yeah, right. Bill Cohen, I'm pretty sure he would yeah. bolt for Northeastern. Right. So, um, but anywho, yeah, oh, uh, I don't know. And I mean, I think as much of the recipe is determined by Devontae Jones' success. I think it's just as determined by Frankie Collins' success. Right, yeah. Because if he shows the flashes this year that gives them confidence of this is this guy's going to be a dude next year, mm-hmm. then you're comfortable doing that. Yeah. And maybe you use your grad train. Maybe you're more inclined to go get yourself a center to replace Hunter Dickinson and potentially yeah. Musa Diabate, right? But if Frankie Collins goes in and struggles this year and, you know, like, shooting is a significant deficiency. So he's going to need to be an elite play maker, play creator, right? right? Um, we'll, we'll find out if he is. But if if you're not seeing it, yeah. then you better go get yourself a point guard. And exactly. they will. Yeah, I, I think it's right. a smart... I think it, I've long, several years now, I think we've all thought this was a smart move by the team. You know, Texas Tech was the first team to really, I guess, maybe popularize it uh, in, in that mm-hmm. case when it, when it worked. But I mean, even if, even because we have seen it when it didn't work the way that they envisioned it, but it still ended up when Jerron Simmons came to Michigan, right? Like, yes. I don't hate these moves, even if they don't work, because he ended up being a pretty valuable piece to that team. Not, not necessarily because of what he gave them on the court. I mean, he had a couple nice days. I think he had a nice game in a tournament, but like, it's yes. another mature voice in a room where, you know, they ended up going with a younger point guard that year, but you ask the guys on that team, like, Xavier or anybody else, they tell you that Simmons helped a ton. He was another older guy that like, so I think right. that this is a, I look at it like the quarterbacks, like it's going to, it's going to force your younger point guards that come into programs to be at a higher level faster, which I don't think is a bad thing because that's the job. Mm-hmm. That's the position. Mm-hmm. You want to be a point guard kid? Well, fucking deal with it because you're going to have to deal with a right. lot of stuff. And like, I don't hate that. And how many successful right. Big Ten freshman point guards do you see? It doesn't happen. You can count them on one hand right. in the last five right. years. Right? So, like, right. you, you you get them in here, you sort of reset their own expectations about themselves, because like you said, they and they all come in thinking they're going to be that guy. Every <laughs> right. one of them. Right. So, right. I don't hate, I like this. I don't, I, I've, I've liked it since we've seen it start. Even when it hasn't worked, I've actually liked this, because... I think if you can get, like you said, you've got to want the kid, and it's got to be the right fit, and all this, personality-wise, and and that's what it's been every time yeah, we've I mean, seen chem- it happen. But chemistry thing's huge. Every time you have to have, yeah. Every time, yeah. but every time I've seen one of these things happen, even if the kid ends up not being like a stud on the court, it's like it was a good ad because like it helps your younger player that you're trying to develop. I I think it's it's almost like a win-win if you can get it right with the personality. You can't take a shithead. Right, it can't be like an asshole or whatever that you're bringing in here, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, if you do it right, even if the kid's not like Mike Smith, he can give you a benefit that we just used to not see. 
you know, in previous years yep. that I think it's yep. really good. Yep. So, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay, I love this question from Jason. Okay. Who would win okay, a pickup yeah. basketball game between the Big Ten East and West football coaches? <laughs> so, so okay. I took 10 minutes before right. we hopped on. You got a starting five for each side. I, <laughs> I, I charted this out, <laughs> All right, right? Here we go. Okay, so if we're, if we're putting out the squads. Yeah, for the East and the West, okay. So, obviously the East. Yeah. Ryan Day, Mel Tucker, Harbaugh, James Franklin, mm-hmm. Mike Loxley, Tom Allen, Greg Schiano. Oh, God. Okay. Interesting mix. Yeah, it's not great, but okay. In the, in the West, <laughs> we, got, we got Paul Christ, oh. PJ Fleck, Jeff Brom, Kirk Ferentz, Brett Bielema, Pat Fitzgerald, <laughs> Bielema. Scott Frost. Oh, God. This is going to be. First the- of all, this would be an amazing this game. Be the worst okay? game ever played, first of all. And you know what? I'll tell you what, these coaches should have to go and play a game, and I'll tell you why. Because these assholes, anytime they have any big announcement to make, what do they do? They go to a basketball game. It's true. And they get they get the mic. They get the mic, they do it at halftime, or they get introduced when they're right. right? I remember Greg Schiano shows up at Rutgers Seton Hall. It's the biggest their biggest non conference game, and he's talking football. He hijacks the whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Poor Steve Peichel sitting over there, like yeah, right. <laughs> trying to win a game here on the planet. Yeah, right. It's like, hey man, could you get the hell out of here? <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right, so let's break down right. the East right. a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like James Franklin would be the guy that you want to see suck <laughs> at basketball, but is yeah. but is pretty. <laughs> He's goddamn probably good. actually pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's probably pretty good. Gonna... He's like that guy that. You know that guy you don't like, yeah. and then you play basketball, and you're like, man, I really hope he sucks. And then you see him hit like his first pull-up jumper, and he looks really good. You're like, ah, god damn it. He can play. That yeah. is definitely James Franklin, you know? like the, He's a former quarterback. I was going to say, Franklin and Harbaugh are the two guys that are probably going to have to start because they're going to keep the ball moving. They're not going to get beat on defense, and they're not going to give up a lot of cheap stuff on the glass. So they're going to have to be in the game, whether you like 100%. it or not. Yeah, right. 100%. Harbaugh's going to be elbows whether you like and it or deflected not. Yeah. passes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, floor burns. Harbaugh, uh, they're going to yell at each other every trip down, scream and yell, mm-hmm. fight over the ball. But you know what? You're going to have to have him on the floor. So I agree with that. Both those guys. I think Tuck, Tucker's interesting here. Yeah, I, I think, think Mel, like Mel <laughs> Tucker, I could imagine being... Kind of a son of a bitch. Yeah. I want to see him and uh, I think Mel, and Pat Fitz, yeah, bodying up against each other. I like those guys as uh, your backcourt, actually. But like, mm-hmm. if they but going against each other maybe would be your uh, yeah, because East West, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like Mel as a just, guard just, here. What do you think, Mel is a Mel is a guard. Mel is, okay. Mel is a lead guard, maybe. I like that. That's true. I mean, he played. I think he played D back. Yeah, he was, he was a, a D back at Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. Um, so that translates to a guard so. in basketball. Yeah. And Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh's got a little more height. Right, so like, and Franklin, right. I, I think Franklin does too, actually. But like, yeah, I like Mel as a guard there. Shiano just seems like <laughs> I put him in I there too. Know. I mean, he's gonna. I mean, punch it, somebody it, in the face before the game. Old blockhead. <laughs> he played linebacker at Bucknell. This big old 
you know, <laughs> guy who like he sets a screen and just puts you in the hospital. Seattle's a six dislocate. Yeah. Like he he dislocates Scott Frost's shoulder this is on, gonna a, be, on a screen. Yeah, right. He's gonna be the first guy <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, I think coming in. Yeah, roughing guys up. We got fouls. We have to give. And we're. I mean, the Big right. Ten East is just gonna be about uh, defense. I think because. Mm. Not a lot of finesse going on out here. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Day, I feel like he's kind of one of those, you know, he's a, another former quarterback. So yeah. he probably, I could see him being a little kind of creative spark guy plug too. point guard. Yeah, shooting guard yep. maybe for Ryan yep. Day. Yep. I like yep. that. Another, another uh, back But Franklin, Franklin is jacking the shit out of some shots. I like, That's so I like sure. Mel as the one, Day as the two, Franklin as the three, uh, Shiano as the four, and then Harbaugh as the five. Because I mean, I think Harbaugh okay. is probably the tallest of that, of that group, right? Fair. So I like that. Fair. And I don't okay. know who would I miss so, uh, there. Who would I, who would I leave out? Um, On the east, Mike Loxley. Yeah, Loxley's older, I think. Right? I don't know. If, is He's Loxley, like fifty something. But I guess. Yeah, I guess Loxley. Actually, Loxley's probably pretty good too. To be honest, he's been around the block. <laughs> Loxley probably knows how to get a few buckets. He's been around the block a time or two. So I like him coming off the bench. Tom okay. Allen, I don't, uh, you know, I got to tell you. Now, I don't. now let's, we're gonna, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing much out of Tom know. Allen here. Tom Allen's going to help us out in strategy and like. Getting, he can, he can coach models. and, yeah, and like. give everyone a pump up. I like that, uh, yeah, a pump up. Yeah, right. So on the, on the West, oh, God. I mean, Paul Christ, Paul Christ, I'm picturing Stanley from the office. Yes, yeah. Just dribbling you around know? in circles, not knowing what's going on. Right. So the interesting not on the one here. So, so Fleck. Uh, is going to be fast as shit. Yep, yep. And he's going to be Brad that annoying <laughs> Johnny Tryhard, the dude who in a pickup game so, is like playing defense way too intense. And you're yeah, like, well, would you get the fuck away PJ from me, PJ Fleck man? is like, a Wisconsin point what? guard. He's Brad Davison, and he will be the starting point guard for the Big Ten West, obviously. But he, yeah, but he's right. like, oh, I mean, he played wide receiver in the yeah, NFL. He did. And he he's a, a good athlete. Yeah. He, he's just going to be sprinting yes. around some of these yes. guys. So. Fleck is going to have like 13 steals a game in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, and lots of layups. <laughs> yeah, right. Lots of layups on the other hand, as, as you know, yeah. Mike Loxley's trying to get back on. Yeah, defense. Loxley's not going to get um, back either, I don't think. He's just going to let that go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I would assume. Um, Scott Frost, I kind of see as like a farm boy shooter. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, like a, like I, a Ricky Rowe from Blue Chips. Yeah, like. <laughs> Scott Frost. I'm, I don't. I'm sure. I don't have his bio. I imagine if you look, uh, up, he was a great like, athlete oh, yeah, Scott, too. You know. Scott Frost also scored 1,400 points in high school basketball. I'd be like, yeah, sure, I could. Big see time that. athlete. Um, Frost is your three over there. I think he's mm-hmm. a good athlete. He was. Yeah. Now Kirk Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> Jesus. I, the old. You know. Did you, did you ever play with like the old man yeah. set shot? Yeah. Guy? The guy who just like the guy who always who has like glass. the glass. <laughs> cut off shirt and you got like the old man pits are just all over the place he's all sweaty he, he rubs against you always hits gross. glass he never scores without the backboard <laughs> that guy yeah <laughs> that's fair he is always off glass he never scores yeah. unless it's off the window every single time mm-hmm. book shot probably right coming in yep coming in just being a unorthodox we don't know how to defend this guy like i like that set yeah. shot right. yeah. set shot yep <laughs> off the bench um <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald, I mean, that guy, I'm picturing his shorts are just too short. Yep. I think so They're too. dangerously short. I put him back right? there with Fleck and let him terrorize your backcourt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a son of a bitch. Um, the shorts are too short. <laughs> Beal was a former uh, nose guard, yeah. I believe, and I think that pretty much describes him as a basketball <clears throat> player, too. Yeah, I like Bielema as your uh, gigantic center who's just like belly bopping everybody out of the way and. 
We've all, uh-huh. and the, uh, he's the uh, Krautwig guy from, uh, what was that kid that we saw Loyola had, remember? Cameron Krautwig? Krautwig? Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's like okay. that. That's Bielma. Yeah. Dancing, yeah. dancing bear. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Does Jeff Brom do anything for you? I actually, I actually was going to say that. Brom was a quarterback, too, and was good, and was a creative. Mm. The Brom family in Louisville is a very creative uh, group. So I actually like Jeff Brom, I think. I think he'd be like a shooting guard, maybe. Or like okay. a savvy scorer, possibly. Right. So, overall, I think they're pretty even. But here's the scenario so that I see playing here, out. Man. <laughs> here, the scenario that I see playing yeah. out is that the East brings Dan Campbell as a ringer. <laughs> and Dan Campbell well, it, is that it's over, tight man. end. It's over. That that yeah. that Tony Gonzalez, yes. Mo Ali Cox, yeah. Antonio Gates, tight end. Basketball savant. Whoever signs Campbell. Yeah, whoever signs Campbell's winning. Because when we when Chris and I did the story on Campbell, we talked to those guys that roomed with him. They were like, You wouldn't fucking believe what this guy was like as a basketball player when he showed up. Oh really? Texas AM at, at 18 years old, at six foot six, like because he was light, he was like 220 pounds back then. He was like mm-hmm. a thin, in shape guy, and he could run, like apparently. So I like that. I don't hate that. Whoever signs Campbell as a ringer is getting this thing done. So that's going to be up to whoever. But that's a Cam- good. Uh, Cam- Campbell's walking in right yeah. before, right before tip off, and the East team saying, "We're oh, we're, we'll take him." I'm not guarding Dan Campbell. And, uh, no way. You and, can, and they win. Yeah, you can have they your win. points. <laughs> so. I like it. I like that. That's a good, uh, and I think that's a good way to wrap us up here. Is you've got, uh, you've got a lot on the plate yeah, today, my we man. Got, we, do we have a, we have anything else uh, on these questions that are? particularly noteworthy i don't know if we got any on there that wasn't uh already picked uh, up on okay. um and if we didn't Let's we can get sh- back into them uh at another date but i think we got all the okay. ones that were um that we hadn't touched on in the show so all right either way very good that was good all right that was good excited well, for hoops enjoy man enjoy the season yeah. everyone we'll, next next week we'll be back talking football well, we talk both, uh, I guess. Any, we can talk whatever comes up you, from here Do you have out. any parting thoughts on on? Yeah, I mean, football? we didn't talk football today. I, I'm Colton and I are going to do something on Michigan State later in the week um, on some okay. of the issues and good or, you know, issues great and small, maybe some that are or aren't as big a deal as you think. And then also I, I wrote about Michigan this morning. Uh, Michigan-Penn State on Saturday is a big one. This is a big day. Yeah. I mean, this is um, – we don't really need to discuss <laughs> – I mean, I think everyone understands it, so <laughs> – Go check those out, mm-hmm. and then of course we'll be back um, to break all those down because that's a big weekend here coming up. But, but I, yeah, going forward, I think we can talk about hoops and football, whatever, up. whatever shows up. Love it. Yep. All right, well that'll do it, folks. Enjoy your evening of hoops. Uh, anyone from Michigan State going out to the Garden, be safe mm. and enjoy that experience. Absolutely. Anyone from Michigan, uh, enjoy getting back into Chrysler uh, and stop by and say hi if you see me bouncing around. So. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to tip your bartenders and your servers. The place where I, I was born and raised. The place where